0: Thanks for listening to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include CFPB's supervisory highlights report, an interview with Anita Padilla on Take Three Tech and building her own LOS, and Federal Reserve predictions. I'd like to thank this week's podcast sponsor, Cander. Have you heard of Cander yet? As you'll hear shortly, they're gaining groundswell for their dynamic, adaptive. An automated underwriting engine. Want to know who's in trouble for what? The Consumer Financial Protection Bureau issued its supervisory highlights report yesterday, which shines a light on legal violations identified by the CFPB's examinations in the first half of 2021, as well as prior CFPB supervisory findings that led to public enforcement actions in the first half of 2021. In San Diego, at the California MBA's legal and regulatory compliance conference, there are multiple topics of concern. For example, active Complies Melissa Thomas discussed the surprisingly large percentage of MLO media posts that have a compliance or brand reputation issue. Melissa will be the co-host in tomorrow's rundown with Rich and Rob, covering current events in the mortgage market for 45 minutes, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern. One big topic is CRA requirements springing up for non-depository lenders, and another is consumer privacy a standout example of impending laws that lenders and vendors should be aware of comes from Virginia in the form of the Virginia Consumer Data Protection Act and Colorado's Colorado Privacy Act. Are you, as a lender, on top of each one of your vendors' consumer privacy policies and if they're meeting state and federal regulations? For the links to those stories, as well as the latest careers and transitions, broker and lender services and products, and FHA and VA change, visit RobCrisman.com. We're here today with Anita Padilla-Fitzgerald. Anita is a 43-year mortgage banker, the founder and CEO of Megastar Financial, a Ginny May, Freddie Mac, and Fannie Mae seller-servicer with an over $3 billion portfolio. And she is also the CEO of Take3Tech, home of the Rule Tool. Today she is here to talk about Take3Tech's LOS loan maps, an LOS built by mortgage bankers along with their talented team of developers. Loan Maps was specifically for loan officers and for the lender owners to reduce cost of fulfillment by over 50%. Please welcome Anita Padilla. Hey, Anita.
1: How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Let's do it.
0: All right. Let's do it. As a fintech entrepreneur and seasoned mortgage banker, what challenges did you experience through your previous LOS and did this drive you to make your own? Why did you develop your own LOS?
1: Thanks, Robbie. Being the CEO of a mortgage company put me in a unique position of dealing with challenges for our sales force, challenges with cost of produce, and assuring we have quality and compliant loans for delivery into the secondary market. As any independent banker knows, one closed loan that does not meet agency or TRID guidelines is one loan too many. So, challenges I receive from loan officers. They would tell me I had to push my closing back due to a redisclosure. Perhaps they were unaware of a change in circumstance. Loan Maps tracks all of the TRID rules, and it displays them for the loan officer so they're easily aware of what they need to do to stay compliant with that loan. Another challenge would be the loan officer would tell me the underwriter is not following the DU findings. Loan Maps is cured for that. A loan officer might tell me the processor didn't open and review my file for a week. Loan maps is cured for that. I need my approval in a day, a week, a month. Loan maps is cured for that. For owners, what we would face in particular in 2020, we didn't have enough trained staff to process, close, or underwrite. The cost of processors, underwriters, and closers skyrocketed in 2020 because lenders were recruiting from each other. We had sales teams who didn't have time to conduct sales activities because they were helping the processors or they were hiring loan officer assistants to be processor assistants. And in many cases, the loan officer assistants weren't seasoned mortgage bankers. The third issue that we're faced with is rates are expected to rise. We experience margin increases in 2020 and compression in 2021. And we're expecting to see more margin compression in 2022. In addition, there are projections that refi volumes are going to go down. So it will be important to lenders that we are able to reduce the cost of fulfillment, meaning setup processing, disclosures, underwriting, and closing. Loan Maps has addressed all these areas.
0: When I go to these conferences around the nation and you see these companies touting their new LOS system, it's always the latest and greatest. But one big problem for lenders out there is transitioning to a new LOS is never a simple task. What are a couple of the top benefits of switching to Loan Maps you feel like have uh, really, really set you apart?
1: Prior to Megastar, I worked at a company and I was uh, tasked with implementing their LOS. So I was able to experience uh, what it was like for a client to uh, purchase, to use a new LOS. And it is a huge job. So when I was building Loan Maps, I took clients into consideration and um, how that would work. So what we did is we created templates because we're mortgage bankers. So you had mortgage bankers building a system for mortgage bankers. Now, what we know is we're all governed by the same rules, whether that's TRED, Fannie, Freddie, uh, FHA, VA. So we have that base to work from. So we built on the back end, the templates that lenders could use to implement the product, The second thing, so it's much easier than it is with a company where you have to build everything out from scratch. You basically take the template, you review it, you make changes so that it's custom to your company, and then you push it. We also built it, the one document that we know, mortgage bankers know, is the 1003. So Loan Maps was built with that in mind. So if you're introducing somebody to, the loan map system, if they're familiar with the 1003, then they're going to be familiar with loan maps. The other thing that we did is loan officers don't care to keep track. None of us do, including myself, keep track of a lot of different credentials. So we did single user authentication so that the loan officer only has one login, which then connects them to DULP, credit, flood, pricing, and every FinTech that we've interfaced with. We also did what's called lights out environment so that the user doesn't have to go to those FinTechs. They just push a button in Loan Maps. Loan Maps identifies the data fields that that FinTech needs to return the data. Once again, credit report, DULP. It runs the data, it brings the data back into Loan Maps along with the document, and it neatly uh, files it in the imaging system. So it, the training piece for Loan Maps is much easier for a lot of folks than a different LOS.
0: And how have you empowered users to go from a phone consultation to schedule for closing or straight to underwriting?
1: So what we did is when I was studying the process and again, being an owner of a mortgage company, I started 43 years ago. So I was a processor closer, receptionist. I worked in shipping, insuring. So I have a very good knowledge of how the process worked. So what I do know and is that the loan starts with the mortgage application, which is a, a, the really the most critical piece of the loan as far as how it moves forward. So the issue with the loan officer and the underwriter not being aligned on the DU, what they were really saying is the data was invalid at the time the DU was run because the AUS engines really do dictate how to document and if the loan will be approved. So if your data is accurate when you run the DU, then you're going to have an accurate result. So when digital validation was introduced, like the work number, they do a great job. However, the participants in the work number, the employers, aren't that plentiful. So there are a lot of times we don't get a hit to validate income and employment from the work number. So take three is incorporating what I named digital alt doc whereby at time of application, the loan officer is able to retrieve their digital alt doc upfront, which means for any borrower who is qualifying based on W-2s, pay stubs, and or they're qualifying based on pension or social security, a lot of commission or bonus, we're able to incorporate the digital alt doc upfront at application, which then gives the lender a valid DU and they're able to get their mortgage processed in a matter of minutes.
0: And tell me about the loans you mentioned that have to go the traditional processing route. How does loan maps bring value to the loan officer and owner? I mean, we know that requirements are as unique as the consumer. So How does Loan Maps work with the variety of variables necessary to close a loan?
1: Great. So there's there's just different customers. We talked about the the digital client, which is what I think Quicken advertises is getting a loan in the same time that you could get a cup of coffee. Uh, Loan Maps introduced the uh, digital alt doc, which then just expanded the number of clients we can help upfront in the time you can get a cup of coffee. So, like using my mortgage company as an example, we were not participants with the work number, so all of our employees would not get a digital validation. With the digital alt doc, we are able to give validation because we are uh, we we use Paycom, so we can ping almost. Uh, every employer in the United States because they're on some sort of payroll system to get that information. So for like a megastar, you just opened up uh, people who are just qualifying on their income from megastar. Let's say they're not, uh, they had a different business, a self-employed or what have you. You went from say 300 to 299 people who would be able to be processed under our uh, digital alt doc. For the balance of people like self-employed people or folks who have rental properties or what have you, what we did there is we built a processing worksheet that is compiled by Loan Maps. It is specific to each borrower and is compliant with the agency guidelines. So it's not general, it's not a general needs list that say a processor or a loan officer or an underwriter would compile. It is specific to the agency guideline per borrower. So it has the conditions that that particular borrower needs. And more importantly, it has a step-by-step instruction for the user on how to Obtain the documentation being required. As an example, DU would give condition verbiage. Let's say um, DU or LP for auto allowance, and it would say verify and document the automobile allowance received from the employer. So, an inexperienced processor would need to have the knowledge to know what to do. With loan maps, what we will display for that exact condition is that. The automobile allowance is listed on page two of the application under other source of income. So we're literally telling that person where to go look. Then from there, we continue with, for automobile allowance to be considered as acceptable stable income, the borrower must have received payments for at least two years. So obtain a VOE as the employer will break out the auto allowance from the salary in the VOE. So that's the power of loan maps is we are taking knowledge, industry knowledge that some of the brightest mortgage bankers have, and we're putting it on the cloud. We did it with the rule tool, which has been an amazing success where loan officers can ping general guidelines for Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or any investor 24-7 using their mobile app. What I did here is I took the specifics of these customers. And we compiled the exact list that the loan officer and processor need to get the loan cleared. So maybe you don't need two years tax returns. You only need one as an example. So this list is very specific. It will reduce the documentation and it gives a step-by-step instruction for an entry-level mortgage banker to efficiently process loans.
0: Does Loan Maps use third-party technologies, you know, for example, tax or income verification?
1: We do use third-party technologies. So when Loan Maps was looking at what companies to incorporate, we did a lot of study because we wanted to be sensitive to the speed and accuracy of which a loan officer could give an approval of application but we also wanted to be sensitive to the cost. So we did a cost and time savings for every technology. As an example, we talked about the work number is a technology that we did incorporate into loan maps because it does bring value to the transaction. It brings the ability to validate income and employment right up front so that we can determine if we can issue an approval if you get a D1C on your income and employment. Um, And that means that the underwriter doesn't have to validate the income and employment because DU did, and that is a true cost savings. But we've looked at other fintechs as an example, fintechs that offer um, OCR, optical character recognition. And we did the cost study. So we said, well, how much is the fintech going to cost to run the income documentation, whether that's tax returns or W-2s or pay stubs? into their technology to get a result we looked at the cost savings what they what they charge up front then what they would charge if the loan closed then we looked to see if the agencies would accept that and the agencies say well we'll accept it but you have to have a staff go in and validate that the numbers are all in the right spot and if they're not in the right spot you could lose your d1c therefore you lose your approval So I said, well, I'm gonna have to take the cost of the FinTech plus I have to take the cost of the employee and how does that fare out against what it costs me to have an underwriter as an example, underwrite the loan. So in this case, we did not implement because the cost savings actually went up, it didn't go down. Now, what it did do was bring an income analysis up front, which is very important. So with Loan Maps, we built an income worksheet, and it has an easy step-by-step instruction on how to complete it. So an entry-level mortgage banker can do it. This this calculates income for not only commission bonus people, but also for self-employed. It'll even give the user a heads up if we detect declining income. So, we were able to bring the process up front for qualification and incorporate quality through the end while not increasing cost to produce for the business owner.
0: Excellent. So, the current consumer trend seems to be quick and easy loan approval through AI. What changes do you believe the industry will face over the next decade or two?
1: Yep. So, you know, AI is it's an interesting buzzword. And where our industry is today is you need technology, absolutely, but you still have human interaction. And really, Loan Maps was built to be able to automate the processes that could be automate, automated and to allow an employee to do more work. But as we move into the coming years, um, cost to produce is going to be a big deal. The consumer experience is going to be a big deal. So those two combine, in my opinion, will will dictate the winners. So margin compression, again, lower in 2022. Um, We already saw it in 2021. 2020 was an amazing year. Um, It's a big concern for many. and, And not to mention the fact that refi business is expected to go down. So as lenders, we need to learn how to um, provide a wow service to our customers while reducing cost to produce. I think a, a threat for what I call relationship loan officers, which are the type of loan officers that I work out with Megastar, is these are folks who have built relationships with consumers over the years, and get a lot of referrals from those concern consumers and from real estate agents of whom they have trusted relationships. But Consumer Direct is a real threat to the relationship loan officer. We've watched Quicken grow year over year, and Quicken has done a good job incorporating digital. So, but from a cost perspective, as far as um, how we compete with, with Quicken uh, with regard to rates, Uh, What we know is that Quicken has to pay for media and we have to pay for the cost of commission. So as we move forward in the market and with Loan Maps, I believe that Loan Maps maps was really built with the loan officer in mind and the business owner in mind and keeping their costs down. The loan officer can use digital income, but they can also use alt-doc digital. So they're gonna cut costs Increase speed, and most importantly, provide well service. I believe consumers want a professional and an advocate over a call center, but they also want fast service at a fair price.
0: I think that's incredibly well put. Anita, thank you very much for making the time and coming on to talk to me today. I enjoyed that.
1: Right on. I look forward to seeing you this weekend. Just let me know. Sounds good. Okay, buddy. Take care.
0: Turning to interest rates, both stock and bond markets continue to zigzag all over the place, a technical term, as concerns over the Omicron variant have waned since the start of the week. Attention is now on the Fed with regard to the pace of tapering. It has been a hard pandemic for the Fed and anyone else to predict. In June of 2020, when the first COVID-19 wave was winding down, but the unemployment rate was still at 13.3%, Fed Chairman Powell and other members of the Fed's main policymaking committee posted a median forecast that the unemployment rate would be 6.5% in the fourth quarter of 2021, and in the fourth quarter of 2022, it would be 5.5%. We saw last week that the Labor Department reported that the unemployment rate had fallen to 4.2% in November. That means the jobless rate is already well below where they thought it would be a year from now in late 2022, with all indications suggesting that there are still a great number of positions waiting to be filled. For example, yesterday's job opening survey increased to over 11 million in October. With job openings plentiful, the number of people filing new employment claims a couple of weeks ago fell to the lowest level since 1969. Weekly jobless claims let off today's calendar down to 184,000. Later this morning brings wholesale inventories and sales in October, and the latest Freddie Mac primary mortgage market survey. After yesterday's $36 billion 10-year note reopening was met with lukewarm demand, Today sees a $22 billion 30-year bond reopening. The New York Fed Desk will purchase up to $5.27 billion of 30 or 2% and 2.5% MBS. There is also a Treasury buyback that will target up to $10.9 billion of zero to two and a quarter year coupons. We begin the day with agency MBS prices better up a solid eighth, and the 10-year yielding 1.48 after closing yesterday at 1.51%, despite the strong jobless claims number. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. As the holiday season began, the wise old mother superior from County Tipperary was dying. The nuns gathered around her bed trying to make her comfortable and made sure there were plenty of Christmas decorations on the walls. They gave her some warm milk to drink, but she refused it. Then one nun took the glass back to the kitchen. Remembering a bottle of Irish whiskey received as a gift the previous Christmas, she opened and poured a generous amount into the warm milk. Back at Mother Superior's bed, she held the glass to her lips. Mother Superior drank a little, then a little more. Before they knew it, she had drunk the whole glass down to the last drop. Mother, the nuns pleaded, please give us some wisdom before you die. She raised herself up in the bed with a pious look on her face and said, Don't sell that cow. Thanks again to Candor for sponsoring today's podcast. I look forward to hearing more great things. Want to know more? Go to CandorTechnology.com and tell them Robbie Chrisman sent you. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at RobChrisman.com. Visit RobChrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.